This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. One of our guests tonight started a band in 1985 when he was at the Victorian College of the Arts and his first recruit was his saxophone-playing brother, our other special guest tonight. They have both performed and composed ever since. Steve and Mal Green got the band Mistaken Identity back together again in 2019 and they continue to compose and perform in both solo and joint projects. One of the popular features of Mistaken Identity were their jazz arrangements of the hits of Stevie Wonder. It is my pleasure to bid a very warm welcome back to the Bent Note studio to one of Melbourne's amazing pianists, described as the charismatic jazz pianist, improviser and educator, Steve Settergreen, and one of Melbourne's most highly regarded jazz saxophonists, Mel Settergreen. Welcome back to both of you. Thanks for having us here. What, a, yeah. what an introduction. Yeah, what a, what a, we, well, we want to be back every week after yeah, that Yeah, get up on the pedestal. We, we're gone. Yeah, we're going up in the, in the world, you and I. Well, we'll have to get you in one night and uh, jump into Studio A, which is our large uh, presentation studio, and listen to you actually produce some music for us. Definitely. Yeah, we love to do that. I'd love to do that. Well, we, we love playing. That's basically what we do. You exactly. Know? Let's arrange for that. Okay. Done deal. Steve, it's just been over a month since we spoke with you, and Axel Whitehead, uh, you were performing again, a gig that you were both really enthused about when we spoke. Uh, It was a gig that was a great night out from an audience perspective, I know, because I was there. What was the standout feature of that show from your perspective? And I can say that you were obviously enjoying yourself up there on stage. You could tell. Yeah, well, that's, that's part, of, part, of, part of what I, my shtick is, is to prepare a lot of stuff. But when you get to the moment, you got to trust the audience and play off them. And what was really great, because Axel saw the transition between all this music, he tries to do it in little, little pockets, but we got him to sing some country with the guitar. That was amazing. He didn't want to do it, and then we, we, we towards the end of the gig, said, no, do it again. And so he just loved it. So it was a great night. Everyone loves it. You know, I love playing, playing, performing, as you know. And Mal and I have had a long association with Axel, so... It was great to see him back on stage and get, get, get his confidence back up and perform again. He was outstanding. Was there a process involved in selecting the music for the night or did it just happen? What we tend to do is over-prepare. As soon as we're on stage, we throw it out the door. That's basically <laughs> it. So you prepare everything like you guys doing your show here. You can see all the things. But when it gets to the moment, because you, you're like obviously dealing with no live audience, uh, you, you cater for what's needed. No, we won't do that there. We'll do this there. No, try this one. Yeah, this feels like this. and. Having the same the musicians around me is the way I like to work. That's the way I like to run the act. That's my way of doing it. Now, the country music was just a joy to behold. Was there another standout from your perspective on that night? The way he sang Hallelujah, which he sang for many years, right? And what I was doing, so I'm so naughty, I'd change everything, the chords and everything, but not intellectually. It's just what's needed. I pick up in the room. People still have goosebumps about it. I don't remember what I did. It's gone now, right? Someone's recorded good luck to them and they can, they can transcribe it later, but yeah, that was a lovely version towards the end of the gig. That was really, it, really good fun it, for me. What, the room was dead quiet. Yeah, well, it, it's not dead quiet like a concert. It's dead quiet because you're part of this journey. And if you're in a space, we're going to bring – you're equally part of the space. That's what I'm trying to get across. And especially that venue there, which 
is that you're close to the audience. You know, the guys and, and, and the girls that we work with, we talk about all the time, you've got to make the audience part of that music, otherwise it won't work as well. From a venue perspective, the audience is almost all the way around. It's not in the in the round, but three sides of you. Yeah, it's like it was like a U-shaped gig. Yeah. But we think it's a big circle and, um, yeah, we just want to do it. And, um, and it's hard if you're not – if you're really worried about just getting your act right, that's that's cool. But you really could bring the audience in, and I come back again. That's what how you you build the audiences and build it together. So I've been doing it for a while. Uh, Malcolm does it in a different way, uh, but it's thing. It's just it's an experience, and people come after the gig and say that's jazz. Even though we do country, I'm coming again. So we loved it. There were people because it was COVID for one of the theatre shows that they've gone to see um, Hamilton even cancelled. They said, we're so glad we came here instead. It was about 30 of them came up. And they came, I think they're from Brisbane. I go, oh, right. I think you'll never meet them again, but they just love the night. So that's what we're on about. That is great to hear, Steve. Thank you, David. Mel, when you're preparing for a gig, and, and let me take you back to the times of mistaken identity, do you prepare in a similar way of selecting everything that you're going to use for the night and then throw it out the window at the last minute, as Steve's just mentioned? Uh, look, I, I, everything's got to be in the moment. I, I agree with that. But I think to really understand, say, with this Stevie Wonder music, really you've got to get into the music and understand what he was trying to do. I, I can never be Stevie Wonder. I could only hope. I can't even be Stevie Sedegreen. But, yeah, th- th- there's got to be a lot of preparation. But in the sense, once you get on the stage, again, it's what everyone's talking about here is allowing yourself to be free and then uh, that spreads out into the audience and everyone has has an enjoyable evening to allow themselves to uh, enable themselves to enjoy what's happening. Because if it's too overprepared, it's like a book and you're reading through it, then everyone can go, well, why am I here? So, I could put the CD on and just listen to it at home. You could, mm. but that was only recorded at one one point in time, like all all our great recordings. So it, it's taking – well, it's like this show, you know, as you said, you've been, you guys have been doing this for a long time and just keeps evolving and, and, and going into a different facet and allowing people to enjoy this great music that you guys have been doing for so long. So we're the same. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I might play similar to how I did some – um, many years ago, but it, it's just evolved into something different. But we, we've got to involve what, what's happening. So you know, that connection's got to be happening. You know, yeah, I do play with Steve, but, you know, and he happens to be related. But the, the energy and the synergy we get, we don't know where that comes from, just like you guys tonight. When you're up on stage performing and you're preparing for a show, do you have a preference yourself for originals or covers? No, I, I just think that you want to play the uh, – what, what's going to – you look, you have a, a concept – but it's, it's what's going to work on the night and hopefully you actually have a moment. Yes, as, as you guys mentioned, Hallelujah, that's been one of Axel's uh, goal songs as we call for years. And, you know, this is another version where something's had, happened. So it's sort of like a pot of gold. Once you've touched it, you want it again and again, but you're not always going to get it. But you're always striving for that that ultimate moment to, to, to play that music. So, yes, there's got to be some form of preparation obviously, or knowledge, as I heard Steve interviewed here and he says he doesn't tell the musicians what to do. Well, you've got to have an understanding what that is. But in, in general, without that, then you can't allow yourself to express where you want to go. And it can go anywhere, like hopefully it will when uh, Steve and I come into the studio here and maybe compose something on the spot just for Joy FM. That sounds like a great thing to do. We could call it the Joy 94.9 riff. Correct, and then we could claim APRA and we'll all go Oh, <laughs> Paul, can you make a note, please? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on a serious note, look, 
preparation, I think, is a, a bigger key now than it, than it has been, but the preparation is so you can be free in the end to experience it. So, yes. When you incorporate reinterpretations of music from other people in your performance repertoire, what do you look for in the music that you choose to reinterpret? Is, is there something that grabs your attention? Because I'm assuming that, big assumption here, that you'll listen to some things and say, I'm never going to touch that. Maybe, maybe in my younger days, yes, but I think yeah. now I think you've got to just evolve with what it, whatever comes. For instance, with this Stevie Wonder, we were lucky enough when we were youngsters to be listening to songs in the Key of Life, which is an album that has every track on it. It's just an amazing, amazing situation. So when we came and we said, we're, you know, some 20 years ago now, isn't it, Steve, when we did yeah. this album? Uh, and, we, and we originally did the concept, it was like looking for, for songs and songs within songs, so you, you hear songs within songs, and all, all the linkages between between what's happening, whether that or when we're doing a Sting album, a Sting song, no Sting album, uh, or we're doing a, a Lennon McCartney. I think that, 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 again, there's a concept, and as long as there's something that people can recognise, but you, for me, I like hearing where they've come from and infusing that into that. And then, you know, I'll give something to Stephen who goes, oh, yeah, that's fine, but he'll, he'll take it somewhere else anyway, just like with my own originals <laughs> anyway, so, which is great, and that, that's what it's about. You know? That friction is really important between Mel and I. I love People think we're debating, but we're just trying to find. We're trying to find a spot. We're chasing that pot of gold, Mel. I've never heard Mel called before, but this this project was something that evolved when we were really young, right? Because I said there's a strong connection between Stevie Wonder and Duke Ellington, and many years later, Mel comes with the whole album. I've got this album. He knew what he wanted. He's so good at this stuff. He uh, he he really got the analytics right of this album, and it's great to sort of visit. We're not going to do exactly the album like we did before, but. Boy, when we listen back, we, we enjoyed this album a lot. You know, Mel, how do you know when you've hit gold with an arrangement that you've got of a piece and you know that that's enough arranging for this piece? <laughs> that, that is, is, is there a, a mark? That is a, a great, a great, 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 great question. Uh, look, I think if you listen to uh, – well, we were just hearing in the, in the break, we heard uh, Madonna and we heard Kylie Minogue and we heard all these people – as, as we're enjoying the music, and we also heard that Billy Taylor song that you use for your your theme, and the Nina Simone thing that I that I, I've just gone past my my uh, mind for a second. I think when you go out and you you look out and you people enjoy it, and you can see that they they're getting into, it, then you then you've hit gold in in that sense. It's it, it's hard to ascertain. Uh, it goes back to what Steve was saying there. When we used to play at Bennett's Lane many many years ago. We would come out and people would, Steve and I would be walking out there and people would walk past and they go, oh, is that jazz? We really like that. So I guess that's the thing. If someone comes up and they go, wow, we really enjoyed it, we understood it, whatever is that good. We don't want to come up and say, hey, Steve, that was a lovely sharp 1113 you played there. We want them to get the understanding of it. So, yeah, it's 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 hard to know what it is. I guess if people like it, that's great, then you've really, really struck that. But, there's yeah, it's whatever's going on in the mind at, at that time that allows you to, to come up with that concept and go, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this and this, and then you hand it to someone and they – take it to another level, and we have an agreement with that, yeah. We kicked off Bent Notes tonight with one of your Stevie Wonder arrangements, Higher Ground. We're about to hear another piece of his music rearranged for Mistaken Identity called Free. Do you have any memories of doing your arrangements for those two? This is a, a fabulous song that I first saw Stevie Wonder perform on one of those, um, what do you not World Aid, but one of those sort of concerts. And it's just amazing and just the depth of feeling. So we just sort of set this up in the sense of that we wanted to give it 
our sort of uh, connection to it. And then we we linked it back with, uh, as the track goes in, the arrangement into uh, that Stevie Wonder um, Songs in the Key of Life album, As Always, yeah, As, I think As, which actually has Herbie Hancock playing beautiful piano on it in the original. On that note, over to you, David. Our guests on Bent Notes are pianist, educator, composer and band leader Steve Settergreen and saxophonist, arranger and educator Mal Settergreen. You're listening to Joy 94.9. You're listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. On Joy 94.9, you are listening to Bent Notes, where my guests are pianist, educator, composer and band leader Steve Settergreen and saxophonist, arranger and educator Mel Settergreen. Steve and Mel, you are performing with your sextet on July 29 with a program celebrating the music of Stevie Wonder what appealed to you both about the music of Stevie Wonder back in the days of Mistaken Identity and kept your interest all the way through? After you, Steve. Really? Okay, cool. Well, we, 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 we switched on it just before the story where um, the very first incarnation of Mistaken Identity, or we used to rehearse every Friday, you know, in Carlton, said the thing about Ellington and, and Steve Wonder, the guys laughed at me, you know, and then 10 years later, Mel comes with this whole project, right? Says we're doing this thing. It's right, you know. Here we go. We put a spin on, and you know the album stands up even many years later. Together, we're, we're doing different songs, obviously from the album. We're not reproducing the album. We've been making a, a whole concert. Mel's planned out beautifully, and uh, we've put a lot of work into. And um, hopefully, it just goes from point to point and gets gets uh, gets you all excited because it will certainly get us excited. Mel, was the music of, or is the music of Stevie Wonder music that's Easy to reinterpret and e- easy to rearrange. Yes, yes, and no. I just think again, if you if you love an artist and you you understand an artist and someone who's got so much passion and and just delivers a song the way Stevie Stevie Wonder does, that's that's great. What what I tried to do was infuse different sort of jazz songs within that to allow allow that to bring that and then us to interpret it. As 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 we said, we won't be producing them, but we've got some. Fantastic people joining us. The one and only Nina Farrow is going to be singing on the gig. What an amazing voice! So, and that's going to be really interesting for her, her um, people who love her to see her sing in that style. I think one thing when a lot of people work with Steve and I go, actually, you make us do something totally different that we're not we're not used to doing, and and really have a great time. And it goes back to what we were just having a discussion off air is searching for that gold and trying to get that, but also incorporating the audience into understanding and having a great night, but also feeling part of that. So, yeah, I know I've sort of turned around back <laughs> from the, the story, but, yes, um, and the, the question that you're asking. So, yes, it, 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 no, it's not difficult to arrange Stevie Wonder music as long as I'm not – arranging it, just adding a few little things to it and playing it exactly as it is because, I, I as I said before, I'm, I, I can't be Stevie Wonder. I, I can't, well, I'd love to be John Coltrane or Sonny Rollins. I'd even love to be Miles Davis, but in the end I'm just Mel Settergreen. So, yes, it, it's just going to be amazing. And, and just to, to have Nina there, Steve there, to reinterpret this music, we're going to have Dave Palmer. So we're going to give it a totally different feel. We're going to play some songs 
from the album, but we're going to do a, a whole lot of other uh, repertoire that Stevie Wonder influenced too. And there, there was quite a few more when Steve and I got together and started to to, to discuss this gig, but unfortunately we won't have the time to, to play them. But, you know, look, who knows? Down the track maybe we can do some more. But, you know, look, great music is great music, and so, you know, we've heard great music all night here on, on the radio, so as long as we can do that, that'll be great. There'll be space for Wondering Volume 2. Wondering Volume Two. There, there, there will be space for Wondering Volume Two, but there's also it's a little bit harder these days to record and to to release CDs. And you know, without programs like this, we wouldn't hear hear CDs like us. Only you know, what is it on iTunes if we're lucky? <laughs> <laughs> well, you better tell us about your band that's performing on Friday the twenty ninth. You've mentioned Nina Ferro, and obviously Steve's playing the piano. You're playing uh, the saxes. You've mentioned Dave Palmer, who's playing trombone. Yes, correct. Yeah. And singing. And oh, okay, a vocal, second vocalist. Excellent. Who else have you got in the band? We've got Andrew Swan on the drums, and he'll he might sing as well. And we've got um, Harry Morrison, who's right. a son of you know. You got yes. we're sons of, so yes. you got yeah. at least we're all sons and daughters of. Right. So this is the son of band. Yeah, <laughs> the son of. It's a bit of our sense of humour and. Um, uh, because, you know, we've all grown up with the music and there's a nice nuance between us all, right? Very excited having those guys and girls with us. It'll be a great show. Piano, saxes, drums, bass, vocalist and trombone. No trumpet. What was the rationale behind a trombone rather than a, a trumpet lead? It's ah, um, a nice combination. It is combination. I, I just think you know, if you trumpet, sometimes look, there's nothing. There's no rationale longer. It's just more. Pretty, I think you've got to have people make the music rather than the play. So we we could have had a trumpet as well. But I just think that the blend of the the trombone to the saxophone is beautiful. But obviously to have a horn section with a trumpet would have been great. But then that might have made it a little bit too wide in the spectrum of, of, of what we're trying to chase. So if you take up too much of the sound, and it, it, sometimes it, it might not try and happen. So I, we did have some trumpet players in mind, but I just think that it, it, that's what it's ended up with. So, you know, Sex Steve. No, Steve and I have been playing as a quartet all our lives. So. It's going to be a, a fantastic sound of that trombone in there. Yeah. I love that. You're performing at the beautiful Hawthorne Arts Centre. It's a lovely venue, lovely hall. Yes, it is. It is an amazing hall. Um, last time we did uh, and came and talked about our set of green a, a gig in here, uh, we had an interesting experience in there. But no, it is an amazing hall and it's just great set up. And look, as again, it's just going to be great to be get back and have live music, have people there and really enjoying the music and hopefully walking away and go, if that was jazz, we loved we it. We love it. That's a great way to look at it. For more details about this particular gig celebrating the music of Stevie Wonder, search for Hawthorne Arts Centre, Set of Green Brothers Sextet and click on the Burundara link. Steve and Mel, thank you for chatting here on Bent Notes tonight. Our very best wishes for a wonderful celebration of Stevie Wonder at the Hawthorne Arts Centre on Friday, July 29. I'm looking forward to chatting to you again in the not-too-distant future, hopefully. We'd love to. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much because we love love your station, we love what you do, and um, not just for us but just for the whole scene. You're doing great work. Yeah, likewise. Thank you to the whole community. What you're doing for our community, it's just just fantastic and we all keep this going and, and, and can hear great music on a Sunday night. Let's conclude with a great piece of music, something that you've selected from your Mistaken Identity Wondering album, a piece called Pastime Paradise. Any significance to this particular piece, Mel? 
Oh, look, I, I think if you know the lyrics, we, we, sometimes people are living in a future paradise, but sometimes they're living in a pastime paradise. Our guest on Bent Notes have been pianist, arranger, composer and band leader Steve Settergreen and saxophonist, arranger and educator Mel Settergreen. You're listening to Joy 94.9. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.